Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. Is that how I say it? I'm sorry. Is that how I say it? <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Joanna. I don't even remember how to talk. Let me try it again. Mm. Hi, everybody. I'm Joanna. Okay, well, now I have to match your sexy tone. <laughs> and I'm Jenny. No, that wasn't sexy. And this is, I think that's, no, I think that was okay. sexy. I don't, you. don't sell yourself short. <laughs> it, it's like sexy in the way that like, you know, I don't know if you'll kill me <laughs> or if you'll seduce me. Great. Or Very Black Widow vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it's been one week since I've been here and I already forgot how to podcast. It's been no one week since you looked at me. It's been one week since I was with Jenny. <laughs> with a microphone in front of me, Manny. <laughs> I sent to many videos of me high on Vicodin and shit. That was, I was also so the best thing ever. Like, I I saved it. <laughs> I, I sent you guys a lot of videos uh, in the midst of me being post-op <sighs> to the point where I forgot I sent them. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't remember I sent you all those videos. <laughs> I, I was alone and bored and, like, clearly not fully conscious. And I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to send Jenny and our producer, Jordy, a bunch of videos that, like, truthfully had some had some content in it that, like, could make us lose our jobs. I feel I'm really glad Curly was able to step in. I would have been a terrible co-host Bless that week. Bless his heart. Curly. And Curly did an amazing job. He is such a sweetheart. Such a I I think I truly think he is the millennial Walter Mercado. I think he brings joy. I think he's like beyond this world. There's something there's something that he's like an old soul. I feel like everything he says comes from the beyond. Oh my gosh, I know. Do you know what I, I know. mean? I know. I could see all of Curly's <laughs> past lives. He's just so kind, and I'm, we're so grateful that he came in and stepped in. Yes, because um, that without him, that that week would have been a. I would have said some stuff I don't remember. <laughs> that would have been a hilarious podcast on its own. <laughs> oh God, I have to say, I I um I feel really good. I'm feeling almost back to normal. Awesome good to hear um and i'm glad to be back because let me tell you i spent a week just like laying in bed and not for me so while i was in post-op i was like i'm gonna do a social media cleanse i'm not going into social media Mm -hmm. i just want to like care about myself and care about me and care about my recovery but i made a I made a mistake. Mm. I logged on to Twitter, which I always say Twitter is like going into a bar where everyone's drunk and they think they're right <laughs> and everyone's shouting their opinion to each other. Like that's what Twitter is. And it's truly a toxic environment, in my opinion. I love it, but I also hate it. Um, I log on to Twitter 
And like, just pay, I'm going to paint this picture for you, Jenny. I'm laying in bed. I have like all these bandages and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to check Twitter really quickly before I like go doze off into sleep. And I see that there's this like discussion online with dozens of people like weighing in on how I'm not really a Venezuelan and how I'm a liar Ugh. and how I'm like the worst thing in the world and how I'm just like profiting off of uh, a my Venezuelanness or whatever and that I'm just like una gringa de mierda etc etc and I don't know if it was like me just still on some kind of painkiller <laughs> or or what because I usually don't do this I usually just try to ignore it and block and move on but I was so angry yeah I think also partially because I was like dude I'm in the middle of a recovery and you're dehumanizing me while I'm I know you know I just went through a can- through cancer vile. and I'm and it's just like wow what so I just like didn't give wow. a shit and I just decided to respond in the sassiest mm-hmm. most like angry way and i never do that and i did it and it did not make me feel better at all but it felt like when julia roberts comes back in pretty woman and like tells the woman big mistake huge i felt like i did that but no one was watching (laughs) um and no one cared um but it sort of made me realize and, and after that i was like i really can't be checking no social media no. during this time but then simultaneously my social media platforms have been a place where it has helped me go through this uh, experience feeling like i have a community yeah. and feeling like i have a community that can also learn from my experience so it's like this and when we talked about this jenny we talked about social media being this double-edged sword oh, for us constantly yeah. i think my my main issue with with social media isn't the work and it isn't the um it isn't what what i need to do to 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 be in front of people's eyeballs mm-hmm. it's sort of the consistent need to um put yourself out there yes. right and and be exposed all the time to the opinions and the comments and the and the people and what they think about you because i think the i think in order to create you have to look inward very much so not only do you have to look outside of yourself, but you definitely have to look inside of yourself because, you know, within I, within the particular lies a universal. The reason why so many creators have been able to break through is because of this democratization of entertainment where you just need a camera to be able to post your, not even a camera, you your just you get your phone, post it online. And if you have luck or if it's good, whatever, you can have eyeballs on it. I mean, that's wonderful. What that also creates is a lot of judgment and a lot of critics and a lot of people telling you what you should and shouldn't do. And that I think is what clouds this experience the most Mm -hmm. is the inability to disconnect from the voices and the opinions of others and look within yourself when you're constantly putting yourself out there for people to comment and tell you what they don't like about you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's unnatural. Like, I, when I have live performances, I can tell when people like it and don't. But I don't hear people saying, that's the dumbest woman I've ever seen in my life. She's also ugly. Yeah. they don't. I don't hear them say that because I'm backstage. Yeah. And I can assume they say that, but I don't hear it. But in this world, you know, where we do get a lot of followers that, that love us and say that they support us, we also have a lot of people consistently trying to tear us down. Yeah. And I think it's the constant... Um, eh, como 
symbiotic relationship between getting feedback and posting stuff and receiving feedback, whether that be positive or negative, it feeds you, but it also picks away at you. Yeah. This, you know what I mean? Which is why I think I broke uh, last week with a story I told you on Twitter where I just decided to log on and defend myself. Well, they were also attacking it's your because, identity. Because I knew for a fact they were wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've been attacked in similar manners. Like when I released my 23andMe video, I had to take it down. <clears throat> because oh, it was geez. getting really toxic. People were saying, well, she's not really Cuban then if her ancestors are from Europe. <laughs> and it really started to make me feel like I wasn't worthy enough. What am I doing creating this content? Am I fake? Am I not really Cuban? And then I had to just remove myself for a while. And I had to reground myself by looking at photos of my grandparents in Cuba and my great grandparents. I mean, again, I'm three generations Cuban. That's all I know is that island. I don't know a damn thing about Spain. No offense to the Spaniards. I don't I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, I, I and it's it is just simply not fair. I mean, I know plenty of people who, you know, one of my friends is his whole family is Dominican, but he was raised in Puerto Rico. So guess what? He's Puerto Rican and he has more love and and more of a connection to Puerto Rico. And well, who am I to tell him that no, your whole family's from the Dominican Republic, so you're not really Puerto Rican. Like, what the hell is that? You know, it's just, it's, it's, and, and I've also, I remember Twitter, again, Twitter being pretty, one of the harshest platforms out there. Um, I, someone had sub, um, subtweeted me, this like activist in the community, also Latina, and she was saying that while she finds my videos funny, she felt I was taking up too much space as a white Latina. And I was really down on myself for a pretty long time, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and it made me, again, question my identity. And it's like these this is, you know, so it's it can be a lot. And I know that some listeners right now might be thinking because I've seen this. I've you know, anytime I've seen like a content creator, influencer, what have you bent about similar things. A lot of the comments they get are like, well, then why are you doing this? deal with it. Mm -hmm. You just, you know, you chose to put yourself out there. So deal with the criticism. And mm -hmm. so if anybody out there is thinking that, I think we all have the right to feel how we feel. We're, we're just human beings. We, Joanna and I obviously love what we do. I think the positives still outweigh the negative. I mean, again, this the entertainment industry in general, whether you're just making videos for Instagram or you're a Hollywood actor doing you know feature films it is a harsh industry of filled with rejection filled with criticism filled with people making wrongful assumptions about you lies made you know fabricated stories and it happens to everyone across the entertainment spectrum that doesn't mean we don't love what we do yes we know that it comes the, the, the negative aspects come with the territory and we were prepared for it. Again, I've been making Internet content since like 2011, sooner even. And I've been used to all kinds of negative comments and harassment. And it doesn't it's, that doesn't mean it's not going to hurt. It doesn't mean it's not going to hurt is a really like very succinct way of putting it because it humanizes it yeah. and then i think jenny at the same time and 
I think I was ready for opinions about my work. I don't or work. Not I don't think yeah. anything was. I don't think I was prepared to to feel like I had to defend who I was. Yeah, that's where it really and my gets identity. Yeah. And I think that's what. And you know, this podcast is about identity, yeah. but um, people questioning my identity, people questioning my um, the reason why I do what I do. Like, I think people, I don't know about you, but like, I have people commenting on how I look. I have people commenting that they don't like my comedy. And yeah, I guess it's things of it, but to each his own. But I think that what really, really bothers me and what really bothered me about that comment and about that long discussion that was being had on Twitter was people assuming they knew me better when they don't know me. That's terrible. So they assume they know me. They assume they know my intentions and they assume they know my heart, which is what I am. And they assume that I am not who I am. And that is... Those yeah. comments and that type of of backlash is something that I just can't get over because it's it it a- doesn't attack my work it attacks me yeah and and if you don't like my work I can get over that Becky underscore ddd underscore eighty nine <laughs> like bye but if you're having a discussion about how. I can't be from anywhere else other than Israel because I'm Jewish and that my Venezuelanness is bullshit. I'm going to call you out on that. Yeah. Because that is uh, that is incorrect. You not liking my content, that's not incorrect because you have exactly. all of the right to not like what I do. I don't really care. Yeah. But you do not have the right to comment on who I am and not expect me to defend myself because that is not who I am, baby. Yeah. It's, for me, more hurtful when it comes from within our own community as well. There's all this, mm-hmm. like, um, gatekeeping and policing of, like, who's really Cuban? Who's really Venezuelan? Who's really Latina? And um, it's really sad, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I try really hard to understand the psychology <laughs> behind this. Uh, some parts I can gather, right? And I think, uh, again, it comes down to the severe lack of representation that people see. And so then they get angry when they do see like the few Venezuelans or Cubans or what have you um, out there being a public eye. And if and if you are not exactly their experience, then they get really upset and can go into extremely uh, critical and um, mean territories. Uh, and, and it's beyond for me, it's happened in different ways. My skin color being a big one, my, you know, background, right, my DNA being one, Um, but even something as um, like how rich or how poor I've had to find Mm -hmm. myself explaining. I feel like within our within the community, right, the moment I mentioned I went to a Catholic private school, it's like I lose complete credibility as a Latina Mm -hmm. online. It's like, well, you're not really Latina. You didn't really struggle. You're just a rich Cuban, whatever the, whatever the hell that means. And again, mm-hmm. there's nothing, not that there's anything wrong with being someone, because I'm going to be honest. First and foremost, I was never a rich Cuban. <laughs> Our family was lower middle class. But the rich Cubans that I did know growing up, 
the rich Latinos, it's because their families came to America and started from scratch again, and they built their businesses back up. It wasn't easy for them. This is what I don't understand. How does that invalidate anything? Know. Like, uh, uh, one one thing that happened to me was um, similar to your experience is I was a guest on another YouTube platform that, um, and in this guest video, I basically discussed how Hollywood presented the Latino identity for years and decades and how like even Hollywood, these Hollywood movies were actually not allowed to be shown in Mexico because it was just so racist. And within our own community, I got obliterated. Um, I, and a lot of people were posting my dad's Wikipedia page as a way to invalidate me. Oh my god. My my dad is a my dad is a Harvard professor. He is worked very hard his whole life. He's a very smart man. He's he's I'm proud of everything he's done. I, you know, I he's my dad. I don't know how my dad having this life invalidates your your my point of view and perspective. How that invalidates my Venezuelanness yeah. as if Venezuelans are what all all I don't know what people think we are. Um, there's, there's, if you can be an American and have all the different types of experiences possible, that doesn't invalidate anyone from not being an American. Um, so it, it it's bizarre that like the things that are thrown to invalidate and make you question yourself, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I struggle to understand why I have to be your version of Latina in order to be a, a in order for me to talk to you about my point of view I'm never it's like we're not pretending to be anything other than ourselves exactly we're not we're being as authentic as we can be and um it's unfortunate that again people within our own community online uh can get really harsh and start policing your identity and and the validity of your experiences um as a venezuelan and a venezuelan in america and for me as a cuban in america uh but again i, I mean again going back to social media it's, it's something that i dealt with a lot especially and i'm sure you dealt with it when you worked at flama but um especially when i worked at buzzfeed with pero like and me too i'll never forget there was a video that um with my flawed character which was like latina moms preparing for back to school and there was a scene <clears throat> actually i was crowdsourcing prior to releasing this video because i wanted to make sure i was being as authentic as possible i don't always just like to include cuban stuff in my videos especially when i was working in a major mm -hmm. digital company where i wanted to represent more backgrounds and so i was you know crowdsourcing and asking like what are some foods that your moms or your parents put in your school lunches like your at home lunches to take to school um, and a lot of the comments were very surprising. <laughs> they were like, wow, you're showing your privilege. Seems like someone went to private school. And I was really confused. And uh, people were genuinely upset that I was asking that question because like a lot of them were like, we couldn't afford home lunch. We had to buy lunch at school with like a voucher, this and that. And it's interesting because for me, because I went to private school, we couldn't always afford the school lunches. And also I was... I mean, again, I have all these mental health issues that go back to childhood. And I was always so scared of getting food poisoning that I would ask my abuela to make me my lunches and I would refuse to mm -hmm. get food from school. So like my whole life was just me bringing like lunch from home 
And it was one of the many reasons why I was bullied by the popular kids because it would be like, una banana con arroz con frijoles and like manzanilla because it would calm me down. Mm -hmm. Again, I was such <laughs> anxiety. I, I was an anxiety-ridden kid to the point that my abuela had to put chamomile tea in a little recycled jar of ketchup. And somehow that's me being privileged and wrong and not Latina enough because I brought home lunch. But Jenny, what I don't understand is this. Like, I, 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 I am a privileged person. I am so grateful every day for the privileges that I have. That does not invalidate know, my point of view. I know. I does that not. mean I speak for everyone? No, absolutely, absolutely not. not. And I that's don't. what the importance and is there. That's what the important thing is there. But we are not we're not telling society with our videos and our content and even with this podcast, this is how all Venezuelans are like. And like I think, you know, I and I understand the frustration. There's a lot of people that feel that they do not have a voice. There's a lot of people who have had to claw their way to a place where they they even they aren't happy with where they are right now. And a lot of it has to do with the societal barriers and the fact that they've had to maybe leave Venezuela sin plata y están empezando desde cero en otro lugar. There's so many, it, it is an unequal world yeah. and it sucks. But invalidating other people's point of view and perceptions and, and, and identities because, because you feel like they don't represent you. It's just, it's not... One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Save big money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Save big glad that I'm <clears throat> sort of started doing work on the internet in my mid-20s because I cannot imagine going through like the building of myself in my late teens and early 20s like with this constant battle inner battle of of having to question myself like there were times even as, you know, an, an, a mature adult woman, I've been like, am I, am I not who I think I am? Oh, yeah, it's like, happened, yeah. Are these people right? Am I completely not what I, am I just, who, and I, do I not belong to anything I think I belong to? Because I have people telling me I'm not American. I have people telling me I'm not Venezuelan. And, you know, I have a lot of People claiming that because I'm Jewish, the only place I can be from is Israel. I don't even speak Hebrew, bro. Uh, but then I, I was born, I was, you know, my mom is not Jewish. Therefore, by Jewish law, I'm not Jewish. And, you know, throughout my life and throughout my comedy, it's always been a search for who I've been and who I am. And I thought that this multi-hyphenated existence, and I still do believe it is, is a new reality for many people. But social media, it's a place where we found our audiences, thankfully, because it's expanded the audience 
to a universe where we can be so specific in our points of view, we find people that see themselves reflected in us. It's a a gift. But then simultaneously, what we do online, which is create content about identity, about who we are, is then questioned. And we have to justify ourselves over and over again. And I am done justifying who I am. I don't, I am done explaining to people that I am from this place and I feel I'm this and I feel I'm that because that's what I identify as and nothing about me invalidates myself. I mean, again, everything's nitpicked, whether it's Again, back to the raisins and the picadillo, it can be something as silly and ridiculous as that. That Oh, that invalidates, you know, give me back your Latino card. <laughs> I said that in a very Latino card. Give, me, give it back give to me. Give it, give it, card. give it, hand it over. Um, you know, mm-hmm. something as silly as that to, you know, you having a Jewish background, you having, you know, going to, you know, going to private school, going to college. Um, we are constantly picking at each other and it's doing a lot more damage to our community than good and unfortunately that's the that's obviously the negative aspect of social media when it comes to this sort of thing it's it it is like gaslighting if you think about it it's like a it's a it's a form of gaslighting because if not why were you questioning yourself joanna why was i questioning myself and my identity i'm like because a lot of people do like to say that cubans who have a european background Oh, they just took a quick vacay on an island and like to call themselves Cuban. They're just a bunch of white Europeans who took a vacay on an island. And so I've I've also really struggled with that. And, and I never, Joanna, thought about these things until the comments started pouring in regarding mm-hmm. that. No, right. You did you you never no, questioned anything. I was anything. like, I'm I a never proud Cuban American ever. You know, for me. When I think about who I am as a person and my upbringing, I just think about my abuela and abuelo's house in Wechester, Miami, on the corner of 92nd and Bird, surrounded by aguacate, guayaba, mame, mango trees, eating arroz con huevo frito, watching Univision, you know, Chespirito, with my grandparents and like speaking Spanish and then speaking English when my parents came home from work to pick us up and and just this like and being surrounded by neighbors from all over. You know, we had a Jewish neighbor. We had Cuban neighbors. We had Dominican neighbors. We had Haitian neighbors and we were all immigrants and we all got along. We were all there for each other. And for me, that's all I knew. El hearing El alfilador truck passed by, which was a truck. <laughs> El alfilador. And that's what it what That's what my upbringing was. And it doesn't to me, it doesn't get any more Cuban-American than that. And I in my videos, I represent my actual upbringing. And I know that it doesn't represent other Cuban-Americans upbringing. You know, everyone for God's sakes, we're all individuals here. <laughs> we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're not trying to say this is how all Cubans are or this is how all Venezuelans are. This is how all Latinos are. I try to be as specific as I can with the stories that I tell. And guess what? The more specific I've been, the more I've attracted not just Cubans, but people from everywhere because they still mm-hmm. find themselves reflected somehow. You don't have to be exactly... Uh, Cuban from Miami. And so it really, really hurts when people try to take that away from you. 
and you're you're not really this because of X Y Z. And and I, all I can do is go back to my childhood and think about my abuelita, my abuelito, my parents, and everything they went through and everything they sacrificed and all the customs and traditions and absolutely not. It's who it's you who are. I am. And but Jenny, isn't it interesting that you know I think we were part of a movement that actively fought against the generalization of the word Latino, right? We sort of came about in the same era where a lot of Latino creators were starting to create more specific content to break the stereotypes of what Latinos are in general market content yeah. in, in Hollywood. So we started seeing Flama, pero like the internet and internet content started to become a platform for us to educate people on the various types of Latinos that exist, the multitude of identities, the diversity that exists within mm-hmm. our, our community. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt a lot of pride in being a part of that and representing the Venezuelan American perspective from, from for, my perspective, from which is different than a lot yeah. of people's perspective. But my perspective is the only fucking perspective I have. I can't be anyone else. These are the cards I was dealt. So it's such a, you know contrast no it's such irony to be in this sort of pocket of creators that fought against the generalization of latinos and created very specific content and then now be told that our specific identities are invalid i always ask people like when people are like ella no venezolana and i'm like okay que es un venezolano para ti pana Venezuela has been through a 20 years of dictatorship. People have left Venezuela. There's people that left Venezuela when they were two years yeah. old and still identify as Venezuelan. There's people that recently left. There's people that have to forge careers in New Zealand. There's people, there's Venezuelan people in freaking Iceland. Yeah. Okay. Like there's a reality. There's so many pockets of identity. And and the, I remember my Bosnian friends in Boston, my Polish friends from Buffalo. There's all these people that are a, a version of your identity that that they had to forge themselves because they had they had to freaking yeah leave. or they had to they como que what do you want people to do el momento que o sea un país y una identidad is not a geographical location it is something that goes beyond geography it's not the <laughs> limits of where a land is maybe in like feudal states or whatever, where you and your grandparents and your great-grandparents and your grandchildren all stayed in like the same five-mile freaking village. I don't know. Maybe maybe geography is important there and you go 10 miles up the road and it's a completely different experience. We live in a connected world, social media world. People are moving from one place to another whether they want to or or or, or not. And you, we cannot tell people what identity is because it is the most amorphous thing now you cannot you there is not one way of living an identity and there's people moving from place to place forging new identities elsewhere having to reinvent themselves in another country and you are nobody to tell someone that they're not something well that's what i find hilarious right because latinos are upset especially at how hollywood depicts us all as the same and even again even within mexico right like Mm -hmm. the stories that are most commonly told in hollywood are Mexican stories. And Mexico is also a giant fucking country. So even within a country, people, I mean, look at America. Come on. <laughs> look how different we are from yeah. like LA to Montana. Like we're not the same. Like it's just common sense to me. So then, you know, they complain like we don't all eat tacos and listen to whatever. And it's just like, okay, but then 
How about you, that is a member of the Latino community, have a little more empathy and understanding that, you know, we are different and we're supposed to embrace that. It's it's a little mm-hmm. hypocritical and, and really frustrating. <laughs> Because I'm like, okay, you don't like it when white people depict us all in the same way. But then when when Latinos are showing how unique we can be, you get mad because it's not exactly what you want it to be. Hey, guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at I always tell the story of the first sort of few videos we made at Flama. We had some marketing people do research on the Hispanic millennial demographic. And they came in and they gave us a bunch of numbers and uh, statistics and percentages. They, you know, they told us that the majority of um, Hispanic millennials are Mexican. They're second generation Mexican. They speak some Spanish at home. They speak English at work or at school. They over index on zombies. They, and I was like, okay, what the <laughs> fuck? So, with all these numbers about the general Latino uh, millennial, we made a video. We made a branded video. It did. It checked all the boxes. We had a Mexican family. The kids spoke Spanish with their parents and English with the people around them. We put zombies in it. Uh, like we did everything the numbers told us. You know what I mean? And we put it online. And we had to take it down within 24 Why? hours. Because the comments were right. They were like, what the actual F is this? Like, did you... It was like the the least... Um, authentic thing. It felt so como no tenía ni pies ni cabeza. We we followed the numbers. We didn't follow. We didn't follow a point of view. We didn't follow a perspective. That's true. We we probably like we made something to hit the majority of the demographic. But then we did a video two weeks later where I talked about my perspective as a Jewish Venezuelan, and that. Got, went viral. Well, how many Jew, white Jewish Venezuelans are there? I know all of them. They're my cousins. Like we've talked about this. Like there's not a lot of us. But why did that go viral? Porque vino de una perspectiva muy particular, a very specific, real, authentic. See, we've story. cracked a code it's here. It's authentic, right? And I mm-hmm. really wish that Hollywood. Are you listening, Hollywood? I'm, I'm just screaming at the sign in my head. The Hollywood <laughs> sign. Uh, 
I just imagine you're like right in front of the Hollywood sign. You're like this tiny little <laughs> woman, and you're like, "What do you want? Do, do you not understand?" And then like, the sign because just, it, and then the D just falls well, a, down. Think about it. You know? The same shit that happened to you at Flama with these freaking people being like, "This is the um, Latino millennial." <laughs> That's still going on. You know it. It's still going on in these rooms in Hollywood when it comes to green lighting these fantastic specific pilots. You know that that they end up not picking up because they're like, you know what? There aren't any zombies. There aren't any Mexican people who speak Spanish with their elders and English at school. And and it's these little stupid cajitas. And then even if some of those shows make it to air, they don't last that long. And I'm not surprised no. because no one's watching it. Latinos are like, what is this shit? I don't see myself in this. I think... So, yeah. so, then, so then isn't it ironic, Jenny, that now when we do authentically to ourselves content, people question, because people are like, that's not me, therefore you're invalid. So that's this so. weird fallacy where, where we've done specific content about our perspective and that is universal because it's authentic. But then the problem is people questioning the identity behind that authenticity to invalidate it. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't ask for authentic content and then invalidate people's perspectives and point of view when they are different than yours. Here's, here's the problem. It's when art and comedy and, and content is embroiled in constant discussions of, of <laughs> uh, identity yeah, politics no, and yeah. not seen as just entertainment and art and just something that came out of someone's head. Yeah. That's when it yeah. becomes an issue. And that's when, you know, when it's identity first and content later. When it should be content first. And identity is the lens with which you make it. Identity is the lens with which we make our videos. Identity is the lens with which we present ourselves in, in the world. But it it the the work, the content, the art should speak for itself. And it 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 doesn't check boxes. It just exists. We need to we, we just need to stop. I know we've talked about this multiple times in other episodes, but I think it's just so important. And I really want us all to, like, hold hands and, and get along and stop policing each other. We can't be expected to represent no. everyone. We can only represent ourselves. And if people see themselves reflected in that, then wonderful. And if they don't, that's OK, too. That's all right. That's the beauty of of the world we live in, which is. People are complex and there's many ways of being something, being open to different ways that people present their identity and who they are is is just going to make the world better. It's just going to make it more diverse, more more authentic, more real. And, um, you know, it's it's wonderful that the Internet existed for us because everyone that's listening right now is listening because of social media. They stumbled upon maybe one of our videos and saw themselves reflected in it and have been following us and now want to hear what we have yeah. to say. And thank God that we have a way to connect with these people that otherwise we would never meet. We They would never know who we were. They would never 
maybe, you know, I get comments from people saying that they live in like freaking British Columbia and they are the only Venezuelan in all of their, you know, friend group and showing my videos to people makes them feel like they're not alone because there's someone else that tried to sing the Venezuelan birthday song <laughs> to a bunch of non Latinos and were seen like they were crazy. And those idiosyncratic experiences that we make our content out of, it comes from an authentic place of where we feel we're real and 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 it comes from real uh, comes from a real place in within us and it's so gratifying to see people reflected in that but um i think i speak for you when i say never do i think about identity as a ploy to get something it's always something i really value and cherish as a vehicle for me to make stuff i'm proud of yeah and social media is a weird place where we're, we've been able to have this and we've been able to represent these different perspectives and point of views. Um, and it's also a place where we have to question, where we are forced to question ourselves for, for good or for bad. Jenny, this was like a really serious <laughs> episode. I think we didn't make one joke. Oh. We we came back. I came back from surgery. Like, let's talk some realness. Well, right I know now. you were really <laughs> adamant about it. You're like, you know what? I really want to talk about social media. Let's fucking talk about this shit. You know, I, I, I want to share with our audience something that I do is like when I get something that makes me upset, I always go and read the I make myself read at least 10 positive yeah. comments because it it reminds me. That, you know, even though we're by ourselves with our computers typing out a tweet or making stuff in our house by ourselves and we post it, like, there are real people out there that care and 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 want us to make stuff for them. And, and that's people. why I still do this. They're human beings yeah. out there. And, like, that's why we made this podcast. Yes. We wanted a space for these people that we cherish so much to sit at the table with us and have these real discussions where we, como que... Como que we oz it out. We like, abrimos la cortina to see who oz is. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is what yeah. this is. And I and I love this. I um, love connecting with our community. I know, you know, I know we discussed a lot about the negatives that can come with this, but I'm the same way. I have like a little folder on my computer called encouragement. And when I see comments that I really like, I screenshot them and I put them in, in the folder. Um... So I want you all to know that your comments, your messages, your emails go a long way. And I do try my best to read as many as possible. Y claro, like, again, we're human beings, so we can't, it's hard to respond to all of them. But do know that we are reading them and and they mean a lot to us. Um, And they help keep us going and remind us that what we are doing is important and is good and is being well received. So thank you. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. 
New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.